Hello everyone, my name is Ryan Cassano and you are listening to The Conscious Podcast. Welcome to The Conscious Pod. My name is Carlos Cerullo and this is your place to cultivate wisdom, awareness, life insights to raise your being and become more conscious in your daily life. Hey Conscious Fam, welcome to episode 62 of The Conscious Podcast. On this episode, I shared an incredible conversation with one of my good mates, Ryan Cassano. Ryan is a communication specialist, entrepreneur, and leader. We talk about Ryan's experience being bullied in his teenage years, contemplating suicide at 19 years old, admitting something is wrong, feeling like you have to have your life together, how meditations improved his life, the problem with feeling comfortable but not aligned, cultivating courage, the effects pornography has on us, facing our shame and guilt, connecting to self and others on a deeper level, how comparison is stealing our happiness, giving even when you have nothing, turning pain into a beautiful experience, and so much more. Man, this conversation has so much value in it. We touched on so many powerful topics we could have talked all day. I love how Ryan was so open and vulnerable in sharing his story and experiences. I'm so grateful to have spent time with such an amazing human doing incredible things in the world. I really enjoyed this and I hope you do too. Just a little warning before we get stuck into this podcast. As you would have heard in the intro, we do get stuck into topics such as suicide, pornography. So some of these things are taboo and aren't really talked about much and can be confronting. We don't go into anything too deep, but I did want to give a warning out there that, you know, if there is anyone that is triggered by anything or is is currently thinking any thoughts along those lines, you know, please do seek help, reach out. There are helplines, uh, Lifeline in Australia or anyone else like that. Um, there is people that are out there to help you. And on the side of pornography, there isn't anything too graphic that we talk about. We get into our own um, experiences on shame and guilt around that. So there isn't anything R-rated, but I thought I would just warn you before we get into this. Ryan, my man, how are you? I am fantastic. I'm so excited to be here, man. That is so good. Me too. Me too. It's been a while since I've seen you. Mm. Since our catch-up, I think it was. The lunch? It was the lunch. It was the actually. lunch, it and and lunch. we've been meaning to do this for a while. So it's great mm. to to be here with you in mm. your presence. Mm. Thank you, I appreciate that, and you too. So welcome. And we're at Code Black in Brunswick. Mm. Uh, as you can see, if you're watching via video, that this is just such a dope setup. But yeah. if you're not listening, uh, let's paint a picture. It's basically very black <laughs> interior, uh, Code Black. Don't uh, know if you sold that. Great. <laughs> Great coffee. Um, yeah. So yeah, check out the YouTube. Subscribe to the channel if you're not already. <laughs> what do you? What did you get up to today? What, what's been happening? Good question. So actually, really, really cool. One of my clients is actually working on building a webinar yep. on Friday. So I was helping out with some of his communication. Um, that's really cool, actually. Yeah. So that's been pretty much my day. I had a pretty cruisy morning. Just woke up, did a bit of dancing, um, listened to some music as well. So. Yeah, it was nice. And now I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. What's um, What are you most excited about in mm. life right now? Mm-hmm. 
I am most excited about, and there's a few things actually, so exploring my masculine and feminine energies on a deeper level. So really just like getting to know myself more um, so that I can give more. That's like really what I'm really, so which leads me into the next excitement. Like I'm so excited for being able to give more of my skills and give more of what I know that I can to the world. Yeah. Um, so I'm like super excited about that. And next week I'm going snowboarding. So I'm super Ooh. excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. I'm going to Perisher next week. How far is that? It's like six hours. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've never done any of that. Okay. It was, yeah. <laughs> so I like love snowboarding. So okay. like on like a personal level, it's like one of my favorite things ever. Yep. So yeah, like I'm so excited for that. Dude, I'm, I'm extremely jealous, uh, <laughs> but I'm also like, I'm playing soccer again this year, so I can't be doing any of that stuff, yeah. and I like my knees and ankles where they are. Yeah. <laughs> just sometimes, man, knees and ankles go places, yeah, <laughs> so let's just, yeah, yeah, you probably, it's probably, given, playing, given that you're playing soccer, yeah. probably a good yeah. thing to steer clear, I would say. One day, maybe next year, I'll, I'll retire again, yeah. and uh, and then I'll try it, try it next year in winter. <laughs> so, for the listeners, I don't, I don't know you too well, mm. uh, we are good friends, we met through our good friend Joe. Mm. Um, but for the listeners that don't know who you are and for myself can you give us a wrap up of your life from start to where you are now and everything that you're doing right now huge huge so when um, I wrap up from start of my life to where I am now when I was when I was a kid like when I was a kid like I went through a lot of self-confidence issues Um, so a lot of my life I kind of learned from a young age or I, I thought from a young age that I was never enough um, I was I was bu- like, I won't go into the full story of this but yeah like I was bullied when I was a kid and that really like shot my self-confidence I really believed that I wasn't capable of a lot to be honest and I created this story in my mind that um, I was small I was always going to be small and so as, as a re- in height height but that story transpired to my being and my actual identity. So, like, my, I, I, for so long, um, and up until, you know, when I was, a kid, like, growing up, I always believed that I was never going to amount to anything. So, the story grew and grew and grew and grew. And, um, man, I, I, like, I, I sort of hit a bit of, um, when I was about 19, like, that kind of, like, built up and built up, all those stories. And yep. um, I didn't have any level of awareness to really stop that train, that story train. And that train kind of got me to this stop that was like a really deep, dark place um, when I was about 19. And, you know, I'm mindful of not going to the full story, but really, for me... This is your chance to go into any story (laughs) you want. (laughs) I love that. Okay. It's your wrap-up, not mine. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Okay. So, man, yeah, I was 19 and that, that train, that, that train got me off onto this stop where I really fell into a really deep, dark place and I didn't know how to get myself out. Like, I was waking up, every, like, most mornings I would wake up and I'd, and I'd really not want to be there. Like, I just, I was like, I don't, like, just 19-year-old kid, right? You know, like, had all the friends in the world. I had a group of 50 people in my friendship circle and I don't know why, but I just felt like I couldn't turn to any of them um, to talk about the deep, dark stuff what I, that I was going through. And um, I remember, yeah, I really remember um, opening up to my parents and I had a conversation. I was like, hey, listen, um, and like if you're listening, I'm, you might be able to resonate with this. But I, I kind of said to my parents, I was like, oh, I, I know that something's off. Um, I just don't know what. Like I know that I just don't feel good. Like I didn't really have much language around it, but I just knew that 
I knew that I wasn't feeling good about something. And for me, um, yeah, for me, like admitting that was super tough because I've always, I have been somebody who always had to have my shit together. Um, And growing up as a kid, I was the oldest kid. And so there was a bit of an identity around being the oldest and having to have all my stuff Mm -hmm. together um, for my little brothers. I got two little brothers. And so... Yeah, I guess that kind of got me to that space where um, where I found myself in, um, that deep, dark space. And, and um, admitting that with my parents really helped me to, yeah, just it really helped to kind of bring what was in the darkness into the light. And from there, um, from there kind of like Kickstarter, I remember, um, I remember one of the first things that I listened to, I listened to this meditation and... Um, yeah, I, I was seeing. I saw a counselor at the time too, and but I remember listening to this meditation, and um, I remember going to bed, and all I knew was that at that time I knew that if I listen to a meditation before I go to bed, equals feeling good. Yep. And so I, that's what I knew. That's kind of the awareness that I had <laughs> at that point of time. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll listen to more meditations, and um, you know, 19, 20, and 21, and I started to feel a little bit better throughout my um, throughout my 20s, but. Um, you know, like a lot of a lot of us, and mindful of generalizing here, but I do know this is a big thing, especially in Australia, um, would turn to alcohol and drugs. Or I know that I turned to drugs and alcohol to really suppress what it was that I was really feeling deep inside. And I remember that um, when I was so that kind of journey, I sort of you know I was meditating, like I was meditating, I was still meditating, I was doing in the meditations. <laughs> Um, and I would do all the sport and that helped a lot. It was only though until I really, uh, interestingly enough actually, really the big shift for me was um, I, was in a, um, I, I was in a relationship. I got into a relationship um, when I was about 23. And this is a big for me actually, huge. And um, we were really, really close. Yeah, we were super close. And... Um, I, she really was like a massive catalyst for me. And guys, I don't know if you've, <laughs> if you've ever been in, guys or girls, if you've been in a relationship and they, they just help you to uh, go down either a better path. Or, and so for me, the big catalyst was getting into this relationship. And it was really amazing. And um, I really found myself like sort of not even wanting to delve into alcohol and drugs anymore because of the the magnitude because of the love of our relationship um, and that was really beautiful and I went for that went for a year and um, then it, it had something really big happened where it kind of like ended really quickly and um, for me personally that was the next kind of catapult into my growth as a human being as a as a being um, because I really started to ask myself some really, really tough questions. Mm-hmm. And that was, and I've always been somebody who questioned, you know, I've always been curious, a massive, I'm so curious as a person. And I really got super curious. I was like, why? Like, what was it about our communication? What was it about our, like, why did that actually transpire? Why did that happen? And I really found that communication was at the core, like, or a lack thereof, mm. or poor communication was at the core of why that kind of broke down. And, and I was really seeing like a lot of other people, like just in friendships even, um, you know, their communication just 
was at the core of why things weren't so fluid. Um, so I started asking myself so many questions and I remember I went to a, um, this personal development event and this was the first real kind of like personal development. I was 23 or so, whatever it was. And my friend was like, hey, I know you've just been through some pretty heavy stuff. I know that you're really asking some really heavy questions at the moment. I really think that this will help you. And so <laughs> I was, um, at the time, I was actually in Vietnam that she told me about it. And the day, it was the last day of my Vietnamese trip. Um, and I flew. <laughs> it was so cool. Like I literally, um, I was flying from Vietnam to Sydney. And just before, I'd, just before I'd go on the flight, she was like, hey, there's this event, you should come. Um, it's literally, it's like, it's going to happen two hours after you land. Whoa. So I literally got off the plane from Vietnam um, and she came, her and her partner at the time, came and picked me up from the airport and I went straight to this event. Um, and I was like so jet lag, I was so tired. <laughs> but I went to this event and it was phenomenal. Like it was just, it was the first experience that I'd had around actually like, where I fully felt validated for how I, w- how I was feeling. Mm. And I was like, what is this work? Like, this is uh, so profound. I've never experienced anything like this. And I really feel like that was my first s- deep dive and first test or taster around what the work, you know, yeah. what, at- what the actual real work, mm. real work, what the deep work is, yes. right? Mm. And, 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 and I found some resistance to that. So that's kind of how I knew that it was there where I was going to supposed <laughs> to go. So, um, yeah, man. And from there, it's just been little beautiful moments um, over time where, um, you know, where I've, where I've got opportunities to meet beautiful people who've shared so many lessons with me. And, and um, there's a really big, there was a, probably my biggest growth happened around one of my greatest points of resistance, which was at the end of last year. And so I'm actually originally from Sydney, okay, um, and not from Melbourne originally. And um, I had this voice in the back of my mind for probably about a year and a half. So going back about a year and a half, I had this voice in the back of my mind that was like, "Hey, um, I think you should go move to Melbourne. Just go to Melbourne. Like, just go, just go, just go." And I didn't listen to it for a while, but the back end of last year, and this formulates a big part of my story. I actually. Um, I decided and made a choice to pack my whole life into my car at the time, um, packed everything, what I could fill into my car, and I actually drove from Sydney to Melbourne. I had no place to stay. Like, I had no place to stay. Um, I had a job at the time that was pretty flexible, but I had no place to stay, and I literally landed, I, I drove from Sydney to Melbourne, and I was like, it's going to be okay. Like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be okay, and um, that took a lot of courage for me. Like I left friends, I had fam, all my family lives in Sydney, and from there, man, oh my God! Like the a growth I have experienced since leaning into that and cultivating the courage to make that choice because a big decision for me has been monumental. Yep. Um, and I and I've been uh, I've uh, from there like I've met so many amazing people like yourself. Uh, we're here now as well. Like I just think, imagine I hadn't moved to Melbourne. Like yeah. with this, so I'm really appreciative that I listened to that voice. And for me, I'm really loving that I get to experience more of myself on this journey. I, I love that I get to give more, and that's kind of where the space that I'm in now is like okay. Um, how can I deepen my relationship with self 
so that I can give more than I've ever mm-hmm. get, ever given in my life? And how can I cultivate more joy? How can I cultivate more love? And that's kind of the space where I'm in now. Yeah, amazing. And it's like the more inner growth you do, the more you can contribute. Mm. And it's a win-win for everyone. So when you were in Sydney mm. and you had that voice that was like, go to Melbourne, mm. were you in a bad situation? Good question. So was that the fuel behind it or was mm. it just that voice that just said, got to move, man? Mm. I was in a really comfortable job at the time. Okay. Um, I was making good yeah, good money, yep. in inverted commas. <laughs> um, and I was learning. I was learning a lot too, which was really cool. It was just a voice in the back of my mind that had just grown stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And it eventually got to a space where... It wasn't like anything bad was happening. In fact, if you were the outside, if you were like a fly on the wall, you would have looked in and probably gone, like I would have looked in and gone, dude, things are going well. Like, why would you change this? Yeah. Why would you change this, right? It's like you look it so... It looks good. Yeah, yeah, it like, looks good, as often is the case. Yeah. But on in, paper, it looks good. Pa- that's yeah. it. In paper, it looks good. Um, it just didn't feel totally aligned with where I wanted to be. Yep. And I knew that, because growth is one of the things that I value more than anything, Mm-hmm. I knew that that's where I had to go for growth. And so I listened to it, finally. <laughs> Dude, so proud of you. And so proud of you for speaking up to your parents mm. about that time back when you were in Sydney and all mm. that was happening. Like, that's huge. That, mm. That's a massive first step where I think, uh, I don't want to generalize again as well, mm. uh, that people do struggle with mm. even just reaching out mm. for help. And I did do a poll on my story a while ago. And do, do you struggle with reaching out? And even people clicking that was reaching out like it's a good mm. step but it's like wow I didn't I, I didn't know that it was um, what's the word debilitating for people mm. to reach out I was always just like I need help mm. like, it was always a natural thing to be like I think I got over it really young that it was like I can't do this I need help like who can help me do this so totally. for you to be able to reach out that young mm. and then for all the things to lead you to where you are now and what are you act, what are you doing right now mm. yeah what are you working on what's nice what's <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'm um i'm actually so i'm actually working on a couple little projects yep. um one of the ones i'm really really excited about it is actually a communic as a communication specialist so yep. really helping people to cultivate their voice and amplify their voice amplify their message so coaching and consulting is like you know i guess that's what i'm doing um so I'm really working one of the moment I'm really working on, which I'm super excited about, is a communication course. So it's really about how to cultivate, how to like speak with truth. How do you speak with authority? How do you speak with total alignment to your soul, to your soul's purpose, to your mission and what you value most? And like I really believe that leading with heart and leading with what your truth is and speaking from that place is one of the most powerful things that we can do Um, and certainly one of the most powerful things that I did myself so I'm really taking my clients through that process as a coach and as a consultant Um, and that's really like where the space that I'm playing in and also I really want to cultivate more speaking gigs because I really love speaking um, and that's kind of like something for the future. That's kind of like what yeah. I'm working towards. Um, but yeah, bringing it back down, like as a communication specialist, I help people to communicate with more alignment, with yeah. more purpose, with more mission and more, uh, to speak with what they, their heart really, mm. what's on their heart. And that's the space that I'm in at the moment. Awesome. And this mm. is for a- any type of, like, is there a specific niche that this is for? Mm. Or is it people that are in business, entrepreneurs, mm. um, people just that just want to have a voice and be able to share 
their wisdom and their their truth mm. with people, and that can't, doesn't have to be. I know that doesn't have to be on a big scale, but mm. just someone that wants to share with purpose. Mm. Is that like who who is that for? Love it. Like Great. who do you normally work with? Great <laughs> question. I work generally. I work with businesses yep. who are for purpose. Yep. So people who are looking to cultivate and create big change in the world but they just don't know how to get, maybe they don't know how to get started or they do already have a really great business in, yep. in place, but they're just not sure how to communicate with authority yet. And so I just help them to tap yep. into that. But I work with, so I've worked with entrepreneurs, I've worked with small business owners, I've worked with medium business owners, I'm just about to partner up with another business as well who's been around for a few years. Gonna be, that's something I'll bring probably later on. It's like yep. <laughs> yet to be, it's like getting in that that's finalization. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like have yet to be finalized yet, but... Yep. um. But yeah, really, that's like entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants who are for purpose, who are yeah. really for doing good for the greater good. Yeah. Those are the people that I love working with the most. Love that so much. So would you say you're living your purpose right now? Mm, great question. Yes. Yeah, I would. I can feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a really great way to describe it. I can mm, feel it. I can feel Not it. Not that you just know it. You mm. can feel it. What does it feel like to be living mm. your purpose? Liberation, dude. Liberation. <laughs> that's what it feels like. Like I yeah. can even... Mm. Yeah, I feel liberated. I feel excited. Oh, I feel so excited. Yeah. And that's what it feels like. Amazing. What is success to you? Mm. Great question. Mm, this is one that I've been redefining recently. Mm. So, success to me is how many leaders I can create and co-create and how many people are impacted from my existence. Even the little moments. To me, that's success. is creating more leaders, creating people who feel worthy, who feel valued, who feel seen. That's like, to me, that feels like I feel I'm good with that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Amazing. That leads on to a question later on, but it's like <laughs> other things in between. I'm <laughs> like, should I mention it now? It's, uh, no, it's towards the end because it's with that. <laughs> okay. It's in purpose there. <laughs> what are you most proud of in your life? Mm. That's a good question. I'm most proud of, yeah, I'm most proud of mm, cultivating courage to lean into the deep stuff and the deep stuff being my shame. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's where I've had the most shame and most guilt. I'm really proud of myself for like really leaning into that um, and demonstrating that through my actions and through my behaviors and I'm really proud of myself for that. I know that takes a lot of courage yeah. to lean into that stuff. So it does. Yeah. I'll, I'll affirm that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's not just you saying it. Yes. Yeah. yeah you 100%. know. Yeah. yeah. So facing the things from your past mm. that are there, but you, you might have ignored for mm. some time yes. that you know is holding you back from, from being the ultimate version of you. Bam. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The deep, dark stuff that yeah. you kind of like, you shine a light on. Yeah. Well, like I, mean, I, sh I used to shine a light on it, and I was like, "Oh God, that looks so scary. I don't want to go yeah. there." I turn the light <laughs> off and shine it on something like pretty. I'm like, "Oh yeah, let's do that. That flower looks amazing." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that can actually shine in the light on that stuff and like yep. diving into that and experiencing mm. that. Yeah, I'm really proud of myself for that. 
Yeah, I'm proud of you too because mm. that stuff is so easy to ignore and mm. to keep in your life for the your whole life and allow that to then affect you in your everyday life. Mm. And how do you feel? Of course, it's challenging, mm. but how do you feel now that you've done... Uh, the work is always going to be there. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that you've done the work. It's, yeah, it's every like, day. Um, <laughs> so much. How does it feel going through that mm. and o- overcoming but... but uh, Understanding. Mm, great word. Yeah, I love that. I love your language around that. I feel more grounded in my body. I really feel a deeper sense of trust and knowing within my within self. And there's a really great. There's this. There's this kind of affirmation almost um, that kind of sums it up. It's like I trust that I can handle it, whatever it is. And I really feel that. I. Feel Feel that trust more and more. So, yeah. That's beautiful. Mm. Tell me if this is getting too deep here and personal. What's something that you held shame? Held, uh, uh, is, that, is that the right language? Mm. What's something that you were ashamed of in your life? That And I know this is getting personal, but mm. I know that it's of benefit to people when you, you don't have to share if it's, if it's not, mm-hmm. um, if you don't want to. But mm-hmm. is there something that, to, to mm. give an example, yeah. um, that you have been ashamed of that you've had to work through and you've found that liberation, that, mm. that joy from after shining the light on the scary thing mm. and understanding, working through that to get to where you are now. Hey, Conscious Fam, just wanted to jump in real quick and share something that I am super excited about. Ever since I was young, I always wanted to be David Beckham. The soccer skills, the fame, the lifestyle, and the underwear modeling. <laughs> and now that has manifested into my reality. Not the skills, but the underwear modeling. (laughs) Well, not exactly. But I've partnered up with an epic underwear company doing incredible things. And not just any regular underwear, incredibly comfortable, ethical, and made in Melbourne from eucalyptus tensile. Yes, you heard right, eucalyptus, like the tree. Bushy underwear launched at the end of 2018 as a response to the lack of premium quality ethical underwear currently available. Bushy garments are softer than silk, more absorbent than cotton and cooler than linen. This is due to them being made from tensile, a material derived from eucalyptus trees. The natural cellulose properties of tensile mean every pair of undies is odor resistant, non-allergic and has strong moisture wicking properties. Bushy undies can be worn for multiple days before they need to be washed. They are also guaranteed wedgie-free. No riding of the leg, no awkward wedgie picking on the tram. When it comes to underwear, extreme comfort is always the most important factor. It's 2019. We now have an obligation to create goods and services that function not only for their intended purpose, but excel at delivering high-quality experiences with minimal social, environmental, and economical impact. Bushy Underwear was created in 2018 to challenge the current models of consumption, a brand that isn't defined by the garments it creates, but rather the message it emanates. If you want change, why can't it start with you? So whether you're looking for extremely comfortable underwear, to be conscious on how your clothing impacts the environment, or you're just a eucalyptus-loving koala bear who is sick of picking wedgies, you have to get your hands on a pair. These are my absolute favorite. They are seriously so comfy. 
and also exclusively just for Conscious Podcast listeners, if you use the code CARLO, all in capitals, C-A-R-L-O, you will get 15% off on all Bushy underwear. Check out their website, www.bushyunderwear.com.au. Bushy is spelled B-U-S-H-Y. And go get yourself a pair of some seriously comfy undies. Nice. Yeah, great question. So, yeah, this is this is something It's a bit edgy for me, um, and I will share it because I know how big it is, not just for me, but for a lot of people I trust. Um, I, ha- I, I had and still have some shame. Um, I'll check for that. Yeah, there's a little bit of shame um, around it. Around my relationship with pornography and man like for me that was so hard to acknowledge that it was something that was really holding me back because for so long I validated as like, oh, just like, you know, yeah, this is pornography. Like, everybody does it, da-da-da. This, this is like so taboo. Yeah, it's and so taboo. I know you were going to say this because of your Facebook post. And yeah. I, I actually, no, I thought it... I didn't know if it was going to be this, but mm. I was like, I hope you touch on this. Yeah. Because, uh, and again, hand up here as well. Like, yeah. got the shame around it as well. Yeah. So, I'm with you on this, yeah. brother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, taboo topic, but... Taboo topic. It's a topic that needs to be talked about totally, as well. Totally, yeah. dude. Totally. Like, I saw a stat. Something insane. It was like 90... And so, this was particularly... Um, this, this, this post was particularly... Yeah. Or this, this statistic was particularly directed towards men. So, I'm not like putting men up against women. Yeah. Like, but this was a particular <laughs> stat. It was something like not between 90 to 97% of men, between, like up until 35, watch pornography at least once a day. Wow. Or once a week. I think it was once a week. Yep. And I was like, dude, like what the heck? Like that it's not just me. It's <laughs> not just me. Like, oh my God, I'm not a freak. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, but for me, like for me, admitting that there was, admitting that that was really blocking me from experiencing the best version of myself and also blocking me from communicating my truth and really connecting deeper with myself and connecting deeper with the people mm. around me and connecting deeper with women. The relationship like, wise. Relationship yep. wise, right? And for me, dude, it was it was massive, and I have I had a bucket load of shame. It was like bubble wrapped in shame. Yep. Um, and I and I think a really good marker of where my shame's at is actually how I'm actually okay with sharing it now. Yeah. There was, this is massive. Like yeah. I'm so grateful that you're even you've stepped into this to share mm, this. Because yeah. I'm going to share some too because mm. it's, yeah, I could. I feel open to share mm, it on this I as love well. that. Yeah. yeah, and please, man, yeah. <laughs> share you it. First. <laughs> you paved the way. Um, so, I know for me, like, it really affected my relationship with my partner a couple of years ago. Like, it really, refl- it, it affected it so much to the point where, like, I, I really struggled to connect with her on a really deep level because there was so much conditioning like so much conditioning in my mind. I was like, oh, you have to be this way or like I need to perform in this way, shape or form or you need to perform in this way, shape or form. Um, I need to be this and to look like this. And that created this ridiculous expectation around who I needed to be or should be and her too. And it really like messed up like part that intimacy, right? That intimacy and that trust and that connection. And like, you know, as a community, like communication specialist, but really my thing is Communicate to connect. Yeah. Like, communicate with trust. Communicate with authenticity. But communicate so you can connect more. Not only with yourself, 
but with the people around you. And yeah. one of the biggest things that was blocking me was that shame around pornography. And so leaning into that, man, like I, I um, oh, like a few weeks ago, I, I um, experienced this amazing course, um, Dancing Eros. I don't know if you, you've heard of it, but man, some, some shame got released in that experience. Um, yeah, big time, huge, huge. So, so much shame got released. Um, and allowed and accepted actually like self self acceptance I actually believe that it's more yourself for me the level of acceptance that I have around self and validating that part of me really helped me you know overcome or, or, or really understand mm. why I behave why that was my behavior and why were they your beliefs yes therefore why was it affecting communication mm. and all of that yes so much yes um, so man that's been and that is like so I'm like on my journey to like ending that relationship. Yeah. I'm pretty close to like ending that relationship. I'm getting some, I'm, I'm going and I'm actually going to seek out a coach as well. Um, so for me, like to be able to communicate with more connection and connect yeah. more with myself, that's like, it's fully ending that relationship, mm-hmm. um, which I'm real. Oh, and you asked what I'm excited about. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Like really excited to create a deeper connection with myself and end that relationship once yeah. and being. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, that's where a lot of the shame has been and still is. And yeah, shame around my body as well from that as well. A little bit of that. Um, body because you were comparing? Yes. Yep. Yep. I was like, I have to look like that. Oh my God, why don't I have 10 abs? Like, my God, why don't I have like a... T- <laughs> why, why isn't my penis like yeah, that why big? Is <laughs> why is my penis like 10 inches? Like, what they look like they're having so much fun and pleasure. I'm like, oh my God, I got to live up to that. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, this dude. Is, this is a great conversation. <laughs> so, so great. So my... Yeah, so I... I no, thank you for sharing all mm. of that. It's You're welcome. Honestly, I'm, I'm going to guess that a lot of the men that are... Uh, uh, look, can't speak on behalf of the women, mm. but I'm sure, like you were saying, that 90, 90 to 97%, mm. you know, when, when it's a taboo, taboo topic, mm. but it's talked about, everyone, everyone I've spoken to can relate to that. And I know totally. for me, it's it, there was a period where it was like, it was on once a day. It was mm. like multiple times a day. Totally. And it was a... I would say it was almost an addiction mm. at some stages. And then Mm-mm. through learning different techniques and... and, and having different mentors in my life yes. was able to redirect focus and redirect yes. sexual energy because sexuality, um, sensuality, but even mm. our sexuality, our, our sexual nature um, is a massive part of our life. Like it's mm. reproduction. It's, it's, you know, it's part of our life to recreate and also that, that energy is there. Mm. And again, it takes me back to like high school. Like why were we not taught Okay, we'll talk to where, where protection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The cucumber. Yeah, oh no, we had bananas. Um, <laughs> and um, like, cucumbers are too unrealistic. Yeah. What are you talking about? That's uh, creating yeah. the expectation. <laughs> but yes, those expectations yeah. that I and this is I've, I've spoken about this in the podcast before. Mm. Um, I can't remember when it was. It was right in the very few, first few episodes. I um, might have even been with Michelle, one of our mm. mutual friends. Is that? I used to fake orgasms because mm. I I used to overthink going into a um, sexual encounter, whether yes. it was with a partner or, or just a thing, and I would overthink it. I'd, I'd watch porn to try mm. and what do I need to do? Where Where is she the most excited? And, and mm. I don't want to go too into detail. Cause yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Where, where is it? How do I make her orgasm like yes. the most? And it took me out of my body and out mm. of me put expectation on me like I don't I don't look like that I can't 
lift her up like yeah. <laughs> xyz yeah it's not that big like yes. as big as what that that video was and like that expectation was so um uh, it was something else that, that that is not even a thing like for me it, it's i took me out of my body therefore i couldn't even enjoy the moment and that can be related wow. to anything you do in life like totally. yoga if you're thinking about um how much i need to stretch or this or that and you're not in the actual yoga or meditation you're not you're not in mm. it you're not in your body you're not actually getting the, the benefits or the pleasure out of doing that activity yes. especially when it came to sex and I used to fake orgasms and totally people were like you. what you're a guy how can you do that uh, yeah. easy easy uh, yeah. <laughs> teach you oh my God. no but you don't and then it's so it's much. coming out of that I thought that was normal mm. like that that and then the expectation came from different partners in relationships on who gets the pleasure yes. or who gets pleasured first and stuff like that and these expectations look, I think it's so important because porn I think has affected a lot, a lot of people. Yes. And the industry is an industry of movie making. Mm-hmm. These are paid, not in all cases, mm. but paid professionals. Yes. It's <laughs> you're yeah. a unique person. Like it's, it's again comparing to somebody yes. else's physique, performance, all of that. It's like me trying to compare myself to LeBron James. Yeah. I'm not a basketballer. I've yeah. never played basketball. Mm. Like. In a competitive sport, if I try and dunk mm. and then base my self worth based on how I can dunk, who am I comparing to? Yeah. So I, I can definitely relate. Uh, I know I'm going on a tangent, but I, I love this topic. <laughs> I and love like, me I, too. I could I could talk on this so much. <laughs> we should do a podcast just about this. This is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're putting ideas in my yeah. head. <laughs> All right. So that, that's a great great mm. conversation. Great. Thank you for bringing it mm. up. Thank you for it. You're um, welcome. For sharing in, in honesty about mm. that shame, and mm. I know it's a journey for me too mm. to go through that shame of rem- and even yeah the shame that's around that mm. and working through that, mm. um, which is a powerful journey. Mm. Um, what is the worst thing that has ever happened to you, and how is that the best thing that has ever happened to you? Good question. What's the worst thing that's ever happened to me? How's the best thing that's ever happened to me? It was interesting, Carlo. I was actually going. <laughs> We were just on the topic, yep. and I was actually, I I believe, or I think, that the worst thing that ever happened to me was, as a six-year-old, seeing that that pop-up. Six? Yeah, I think I was six years old, okay. and I saw like this pop-up, and it was like, boobs, or something <laughs> like that. Um, and I think that the, like, I was pondering this, but I actually think that that's probably one of the worst things that's ever happened to me, because... I know, let me, I'll explain. But it's been like where it's, for me, like the disconnection or the, the, the addiction from that, um, seeing that as such a young kid, it conditioned me so much. And I think that that might have been, like, uh, it's a good question, really. We were just on the topic. Yeah. And, um, so the worst, worst moment. The worst thing that's happened to you. Mm. So this was one of the things. This is one of them. Yeah, like I the, mean, the stem from yeah. the shame. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, but I think like one of the worst. Look, probably one of the worst things that happened to me. And my mind's like sifting through all these different experiences. Oh yeah, going, we've all got we've all, yeah. had, we've all had challenges. Yeah. I'm just like, which one do I exactly like? Which one? You know, what's the which one's been the worst one? I don't know if there's any one worse one. 
Reese, okay, I will share this. Um, at the start of the year, I, f I was in a situation where um, I actually couldn't afford to buy lunch. Um, I couldn't even afford to buy myself a coffee. And like, that was so tough. I'm, I'm smiling over here and like laughing, not at you. It's yeah. like, I've been there. Yeah, I yeah, know yeah. the feeling. Yeah. Um, I oh, you too? Me yeah, too. you <laughs> too. Me too. You've been there. Um, for me, like that sucked because I never, like I never thought that, I never thought that would be me. Yeah. yeah, I never, I'd never, not in my wildest dreams that I thought that I wouldn't be able to afford paying for something. And I was living at like, I, that's after I moved out of, you know, moved from Sydney. So I had a place I'd rent to pay, I had bills coming in. And I really, I found myself in a situation where I was like, I just like, I can't pay for anything. Um, I felt a lot of shame that um, so there's that um, but how that's been turned into something really great is it it kind of propelled me to become really resourceful like I had to think about ways that like I just had to think about ways that I could create more wealth create more money but I really what it actually, what actually happened, funnily enough, was I became more generous. And what I mean by that is, I remember being down to like, and you hear the story, being down to, but I was generally down to, I had $20 in my account, and I donated like $15 of it to this organization that I, you know, and, and I was like, I felt, what I knew was I gave with no expectation, and it really helped me to create my worth with giving with no expectation, nothing in return. And that really helped me, that, that experience of not being able to afford coffee helped me to tap into this resourcefulness and also helped me to just become become a really, become a better giver. I know that it sounds like, I don't know if that makes sense, but just yeah. become a, give without any purpose of getting anything back. And so it really helped me tap into that and I really love that. Um, but I did share like one of the worst things, like I did share earlier, um, so I feel like I did share that, but to bring it more to light, yeah, b being in being in a space. So this probably the worst thing that had happened to me actually, as I go lean into this now, being in a space where I thought my only option was to end my human experience. Mm. That and I and yeah, for me, like that sucked balls. You know, being in that as a, as a young kid who. Um, you know, supposedly had it all, like, well, had it all, like, I mean, I had a family, I had friends, um, I had a job at the time, and and still to feel like ending my human experience was the only option, or the mm -hmm. only opt-out, as you will, um, like, that sucked, um, and as I shared, like, I, I shared that with my parents, and as I say it now, I kind of like, I'm, I feel like I can feel it in my body, the growth from that. And it's so long ago. I'm like, wow, that actually happened. Um, so for me, yeah, that was, that was probably one of the, the toughest places that I've been in, mm -hmm. spaces that I've been in. Um, so that, like, I really learned how to trust people. And I mean that when I shared that with my parents, they were so supportive. 
you know, and, and when I did finally share with my with a few of my friends, they were so supportive, yeah. and I wasn't, because for me it was like, well, if I share, I'm weak, yeah. you know, like I'll be weak, I'll be seen as weak. <coughs> um, I had that identity as a man in inverted brackets, you know, like I've got to have it all together. I'll get da da da. But when I actually shared, and they were like, dude, like, I, uh, let me know how I can support you. Like, that's so strong that you've shared. I was like, wow, like, <laughs> that's actually to share one of my deepest, darkest vulnerabilities is actually courageous. It's actually Mm. a sign of strength. And for me to turn something so painful into this beautiful experience where I felt seen, you know, I felt heard. And mind you, I didn't have this language I'm sharing with you now then, but (laughs) now I know. Like I felt seen and I felt heard and I felt valued in my truth because that was actually going on for me. I shared how I was actually feeling at the time. So that's how it became my, I guess that's how it ended up becoming what, what was the side of that? That's how it became um, so beautiful. That's how it became a, a, like one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me because I learned that being courageous and being vulnerable equals something amazing. Yeah. It equals truth. Yeah. So, man, so courageous. As yeah. I said before, like incredible that you even had the courage to, to say that mm. then and even now mm. is amazing. What's the best advice you've ever been given? Ooh, good question. Best advice I've ever been given? Mm. Best advice I've ever been given? <laughs> I like... Um, oh. mm. Best advice I've ever been given? Ryan, here actually, recently, one of my mentors said this to me, shared this with me. Ryan, he said to me, Ryan, recognize that it is an absolute privilege for somebody to be in your space because the heart and the love that you have to give is incredible. And wow, I was like, whoa, like that's huge, dude. Yeah. Like, Especially if you don't, you don't have much self-worth or... Yeah, right? Um, yeah, recognize that my mentor always shared this with me. He's like, recognize that you are powerful beyond belief. You are enough and you are worthy just because you exist. You don't need to do anything to be worthy, Ryan. And for me, I was like, what? Like, I don't need to, like, have a cool car. Like, I don't need to have a really, like, I don't need to be earning, like, lots of money to, like, feel worthy. You are worthy just because you exist, just because you're breathing is probably some of the greatest advice um, I've ever received. Um, One of my other friends shared with me, he said, keep life simple, keep it fun, have a laugh, and enjoy your presence with the people around you. And I like that. I love that. I love them both. There's so many quotes that come from this uh, (laughs) this episode. That that you are valuable because you exist is... Mm. And I got that from Yaya Bakar at Elevate in in Bali in Mm. in April and... Dude, like, it changed a lot for me. Mm. Like, again, that, that expectation of I have to be something. No, you don't. Mm. You're just valuable because you exist. Yes. Release all that other stuff that's yeah. attached to it. Man, I love that. What advice would you give your 16-year-old oh. Ryan self? Oh, what advice would I give my 16-year-old Ryan self? Mm. I'd, I would share with Ryan at 16... Try lots of things 
Be courageous. Mm -mm -mm. Try lots of things. Be courageous. You don't have to be anything other than yourself. People love you for that. Mm. Mm. And how you were feeling is okay. Yeah, I always share that with him. How you're feeling is okay. Yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm. What is one change people can make in their life that would have the biggest impact on improving their life? Oof. Okay. Two things. <laughs> have a cold shower in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hand up thing. for that one. Yeah. Have a cold shower in the morning. In the morning, ask yourself this question. How can I create, how can I love myself a little bit more today? How can I love myself just a little bit more today? How can I be a little bit more kinder to myself today? And what's one thing that I can do for someone else with no expectation today? Yeah. Like send a, one of these things that I think Nathaniel shared it on his episode of the podcast was literally just send a message to three people of just... I love you and I appreciate you in my life. Yes. Don't expect anything back. If they don't reply, they don't reply. Like, yes. Expect no reply. Yes. Something could be as little as that. Totally. Yeah, great questions. I really think that when we're trying to cultivate and create the biggest change, often we go to the biggest thing. Like, I've got to start a massive group. Yeah. Or I've got to go and like public... Sp like got to buy them flowers yeah. or something. Yeah. Something big. It's like the little things... The How we do the little things is how we do the big things, right? Yeah. Um, I believe that. And another thing... Um, Another thing that I've been really focusing on is breathing for like, I breathe more than two minutes a day, but like, <laughs> but consciously. You breathe all day, I every day. I breathe all day, like, every let's, day. Let's, let's define let's that. Let's define yeah. that. But like, I consciously breathe for at least two minutes per day. Consciously breathe. So like, I've got on my Apple Watch, it's got like a little breathe thing and it pops up and it's like, breathe. Man, breathing is like, my God, you want to connect more with yourself and become more present and actually become more consciously aware? Dude, practice breathing every day. Mm -hmm. Two minutes a day. Yeah. Two minutes a day. Set it on your Apple Watch. Set it on your phone. Um, I create a little like, um, a little, yeah, I have like a, a reminder. Up. Yeah, I have yep. a reminder. It's like breathe. And I'm like, cool, breathe. Um, and that has been game changing, dude. Just breathing, focusing on breathing as well. <laughs> yeah. Changes the game. That's such a great reminder. I've got little pop-ups that come up three times a day and it's, mm. it's a question or it's a statement or affirmation. Mm. But even to breathe, I'm going to add that into my yeah. uh, my routine as well. Mm. What is... Actually, how do you think people can become more fulfilled in life? Mm -mm. Define what fulfillment means to you first. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a, that's a big one. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like... I, I like to think of it like this and I'll come back around to... Yeah. But I like to think it's like this. It's like... Often people try and... Okay, so it's like, imagine trying to play darts without a dartboard. <laughs> yeah. Like, people are going, how do I live life with more purpose? How do I live life with more meaning? How do I live life with more fulfillment? It's like, what does that actually mean for you yeah. first? So yep. start with that. Like, define what is meaning. Fulfillment? Did you say fulfillment or meaning? Uh, fulfillment. Okay, fulfillment. But so it could be meaning, could be purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, what is fulfillment to you? Start there and then... How to cultivate that? Well, if, for example, like fulfillment to me is, you know, fulfillment to me is giving lots. Then it's like, okay, well, maybe I can donate here. So like, that's the little thing. But it starts with what does that mean for me? Yeah. Um, so define what that means for you first. And then little actions could be like, I, like, I would say 
find a way how to find a way how to invest your time in doing something for nothing. Like that that's huge. I know for me personally, like volunteering for something yeah. in some way, shape or form could even be a bit of pro bono work. You know, you might go and volunteer in a week, whatever it is, right, for you. Find a way and cultivate and, and, and navigate time to give something for nothing. Mm. Mm. That's huge. Powerful too. Mm. What is most meaningful to you in life right now? Mm. Most meaningful to me in life right now. Mm. The look on my client's face <laughs> when they've been blown away by their own self-belief. When I can see on their face that they believe in themselves just a little bit more, when I see a little bit more happiness, when I see a little bit more joy, when I connect and have conversations like this, when I get to see my family that I don't get to see very often, when I connect in community, yeah, that's what it is for me Mm. at the moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Mm. What impact do you want to have on people, the community, and the world? Big question. I'd love people to walk away from our communication or our encounter, um, our presence together, feeling a little bit more seen, feeling a little bit more valued, feeling like they can do whatever they wanted to do and be who they want to be just that little bit more and believing in themselves just that little bit more. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah, such yeah. a beautiful thing to, to want as well and you've got that nature about you as well. Mm. I'm walking away from this <laughs> feeling seen and heard. Not because we've got a microphone <laughs> on and the headphones. It's <laughs> and a camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a vibe. It's, it's a, a vibe, vibe as my friend always says. Mm. What does it mean to be conscious? Mm. This is a great question. What does it mean to be conscious? Mm. Okay. For me, to be conscious is to choose my experience of life in every single moment. To choose my experience of life in every moment. And what do you choose? Mm. I choose more love. I choose more presence. I choose more joy. I choose more fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I choose more connection. Yeah, I choose more connection. Mm. Yeah. I think that's so important. Like, I'm so happy you shared that because it is a choice. Mm. We can have more because we choose more. Yes. Yeah. That's what it is to me. It starts from you choosing though. Totally. And knowing you have a choice. The awareness yeah. that there is, the awareness that we have a choice, I think that's really profound and really powerful. Yeah. Like super powerful. It's like, I can choose to feel, like I can choose to feel something. Like I can choose to feel excited. Mm-hmm. I can cultivate that. I can choose to feel more joy. So there's like a whole other topic between like the differences between emotions and feelings. Yeah. We won't go into yeah. that now. But <laughs> next like podcast. Next, yeah. podca- <laughs> next podcast. Yeah, man. I really feel that, yeah, that's consciousness. It's, it's choice. Mm. Yeah, it's choice. And that's profound and that's powerful. Yeah. Amazing. I 
to wrap up, I want to acknowledge you for, for the, the, all the work you do, mm. for being such a, a, an amazing human and someone that's come into my life and just has just been such, I call it conscious connections because it's just, it, it came naturally, but mm. it's just so genuine between us. Like mm. we've always had great conversations, there's always been supporting each yes. other. And it's just because, like, there's no, there was yes. never any expectation. It was never like, hey, you're paying me. Yes. No, there wasn't. It's like, we've just become yes. friends and, and me reaching out to you and you sharing, you know, getting so deep, raw mm. and vulnerable on this episode, especially. Like, mm. we, we haven't spoken much in person, but I mm. knew there was so much value and I've been recommended by our mutual friends that you do as well. Mm. And I've loved this conversation. Like, thank you so much for opening up, for being courageous. You're and um, I've, I've loved all of it. We could extend so far on every single <laughs> topic and I'm sure we will in the future. Totally. But yeah, thank you so much for this experience mm. and for the, the, this conversation. I really, really appreciate oh. you. Mm. and all the words and everything we spoke about. Oh, dude, you're so, so, so welcome. Thank you so much for creating this wonderful safe container. I really appreciate it, bro. You are so, so welcome. So, everyone listening, how do we, actually, how do we get in touch with you? How do we, how do we contact you? Good question. How do we see what you're doing, all these yes. exciting things? So, Instagram, I'm about to ramp up my Instagram even Good. more, so yep. keep <laughs> up to date with that. What's um, your handle? Ryan underscore Cassano underscore, C-A-S-S-A-N-O. Yep. Um, that's probably the best way to get in contact with me and see what I'm going to be up to. Yep. Awesome. I'll have that in the show notes as well. So if you have enjoyed this podcast, as any, if anything has triggered you or stood out to you, if you've seen, you've grabbed any value or multiple pieces of value, I know I have, tag a friend in this, share this with someone, screenshot it, put it on your Instagram, write a review, whatever you got to do, it would mean the world to us to get this information mm. out there because I know that some of this stuff may be taboo, but in sharing... Uh, Ryan's story and, and maybe some of mine as well maybe we can help someone become a little bit more courageous or mm. to feel heard and seen mm. and, and, and valuable mm. in life so thank you so much for joining us for this conversation Ryan you're an absolute legend thank I you, love brother. this I can't <laughs> wait for the next one uh, until next time take care everyone peace ciao thank you so much for taking the time to listen in on our conversation hopefully you got some insights and values to raise your awareness if you like the podcast, please like, share on social media, and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. I would really appreciate it. You can also keep up to date on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Uh, both handles are at The Conscious Podcast, and also my personal account, which is at Carlo underscore Cirillo. Until next time, take care and be nice.